Welcome to Fake News, a fiery but mostly peaceful podcast where we dismantle the media misinformation that floods our news feeds all week long. The media tries to mislead you literally every day. Each episode of this podcast will leave you more equipped to correctly interpret the news and spot their deception quicker than before. This is Luke Taylor, an austere religious scholar who will be your host in this 50th episode of Fake News. That's right, we're at episode 50, not that you would know, because Apple just did this update and they're not showing the episode numbers anymore on the podcasts. And I don't know if any of the others really do that either. I don't think Spotify does. I don't think Podbean does. I don't think that Google Podcast does. So if you listen on one of those, then you've been in the dark for a while. But now none of us know what episode we're on anymore. Well, I'll tell you this time, it's episode 50. And so I thought this time I would do a bit of a retrospective where I'm not just talking about the recent fake news, but I'm kind of looking back um, over a historical period. This time it's going to be ever since I started the podcast back in 2021 uh, in the fall. I started this podcast up and um, I will I will quickly get into the, the topic for today. But just as a quick history, I wanted to get into podcasting and I had this idea for a Bible study podcast and I kind of planned this Bible study podcast out for like, I spent like a year and then I didn't even put it up until I had like five episodes in the tank because I really wanted to make sure I knew what I was doing and that I could do it before I ever launched a podcast. So, I mean, I spent like a year, especially a three or four month period gearing up to start my Bible study podcast, which is called Cross References. But then one day, right as right before, actually this that was my second podcast after all. The first one ended up being this podcast, Fake News. And the the reason is that I was walking out the door one day to go to work, and I just happened to have this idea uh, for a podcast title, A Fiery But Mostly Peaceful Podcast. Because I, the news is something that always, um, the media, the way that they lie so often, that's just a subject that really interests me. And so I thought, well, I could do a podcast on that pretty easily too. And I mean, I went to work and three or four hours later, I, you know, I was kind of doing some work where I could have, think about other stuff in the background. And by the time I got done that day, I had this, this whole fake news podcast mapped out in my head of what I wanted to do with it. <laughs> and so I spent like a year preparing one podcast and I spent about three hours preparing this one. And, uh, but anyway, this one's been, it's been just a lot of fun. I, you know, the, the Bible study podcast that cross references, it takes up a lot of like, planning and brain power research all that when i do this one i kind of just sit and talk so it's a little bit relaxing for me just to hop on here and talk about the latest fake news um it's relaxing also because then I, I have someone who i can tell about it i appreciate everyone who's been tuning in and listening and you know people who are paying attention and actually care about this issue uh, like i do so i'm glad you're here i'm glad you're listening if you tuned in today you probably saw the title of this podcast the 10 commandments of fake news that's what we're going to be discussing today. It's an idea that I bat around every now and then as I give you a um, a principle, I guess, whenever it comes to interpreting the news. I say, I say, hey, if I had my list, this would be one of the Ten Commandments of Fake News. But I never have just sat down and written the list. So I tried to do that, and I tried to condense the commandments into like as few words as possible. So um, anyway, we're just going to get into them today. But that's what we're going to do today on this 50th episode of Fake News. I just want to kind of look back on some of the principles I've been giving you over time. And then there's some things that are like specific topics, such as January 6th or the COVID-19 
media disinformation campaign that was put out. You know, I, those are like sp- some specific topics that I did research projects on, and I did episodes about those. Sometimes I just talk about a a fake news topic like gaslighting, and you know, I'll just do an episode about gaslighting and explain what that's all about. But sometimes I just give you a principle, and that principle is what you should take with you whenever you read the news, consume news, and how to interpret it correctly so that you know when they're lying and you can catch them. So that's what I want to review today is just maybe my what you could call my top 10 of those principles. And so that's what I'm going to get into today. And uh, the first one, principle number one, the first commandment of fake news, words matter. Okay, that's number one. Words matter. I told you I tried to make these as short as possible. Words matter. I had a whole episode about this, but it's also a recurring theme in lots of my episodes that I just say words matter. And here's what I mean by that. Don't use their words, the words that the media comes up with to put on everything um, to try to see. Here's what the the media and we might just say the left. okay? because, you know, I'm a very political person, too. And I call out what I see as lies on the left and the right. But but the left is what controls these media institutions. So I, I end up going after them a lot more. And number one today is that words matter. Don't use the words that the left just wants to slap on things. Don't don't accept their definitions. Okay. And I'll give you some examples of that. Uh, a, a common one that we've seen over the past year is gender affirming. Okay. Gender affirming is this idea that if you're someone who believes in the transgender lie, but the lie that, you know, a man can become a woman that, or that a person can be a different sex or gender than what they are biologically, that's a lie. But whenever doctors give procedures or hormones or therapy to somebody to make them feel more comfortable with um, changing their gender away from what their biology is, whenever so- whenever someone goes through that, that is called gender affirming. Now, that is a way of manipulating the conversation. When the media talks about, you know, a person getting a, a sex change operation. They call it gender-affirming care. What does that mean? Well, affirming means to acknowledge something that is true, okay? Or acknowledge acknowledge that you believe something. You know, you say, I affirm that this is true. And so gender-affirming, that when that word is used, it's the the implication is that the gender that somebody is trying to be is the gender that they actually are. Whenever somebody gets a gender affirming surgery, what that means is that you know they're going to cut the um, the the breasts off of a regular healthy woman, um, you know, to make her feel more like a man. They call that gender affirming. So see, that's a way of manipulating the conversation. If you say, "Well, I don't agree with that," well, then they say that you're denying someone's gender. So um, that, but that's their way of trying to manipulate the conversation by choosing the words that we use. Here's what I say. Don't use their words because words matter. Okay. Another way, great way to follow this principle is to use a, fic- a physical dictionary. Uh, that's why early on when I started doing this podcast, I realized what I actually needed to do was buy a, I just bought a Merriam-Webster dictionary from 2002. Now, I, am I saying that even that's perfect? No. But what we see so commonly now that we've entered the digital age is that so often, um, the people, when they want to know the definition to a word, they're not pulling out a paper or a, a hardcover dictionary. They're not pulling out a physical book. What they're doing is just Googling it or asking Siri, and then you're going to get an answer from the internet. You're going to get an answer from 
Dictionary.com, Merriam-Webster.com, Wikipedia. And the thing is, those get updated and changed very often. Kind of like in the book 1984, and they had the Ministry of Truth. It was like where you'd go to research, you know, this is what this means. This is where I get the definitions of my words. But the government was constantly going in and changing those definitions. And it was hard for people to keep up with what's the newest definition for this or that word. Well, that's just a game that the government and the media are playing because they can, because we have made it so easy for them. We have entered the 1984 world where the, you know, what was called Big Brother, but we, we just see it as the government. The government can go in and, uh, or, you know, they'll influence the dictionaries. The dictionaries influence the culture. And they try to change the conversation by changing the meanings of the words that we use. Don't use their new definitions. Their new definitions are crap. They're false. They're not true. They're so <laughs> contradictory a lot of times. Uh, for example, one of their new definitions is for the word, in the word diversity. And we talked about this back in episode eight of the podcast. There was a headline that said, Michigan City elects all Muslim city council. It's more diverse than ever. So they said that this city council at some city in Michigan, they had an all Muslim city council that was elected, 100% Muslim, and their headline said that they were more diverse than ever. That's how it was reported in the media. It was more diverse than ever. What does diversity mean? Diversity is whenever you have a bunch of things that are different. But see, the media, if you have, the media has redefined that word, because if you have a a city council and everybody on it is the same, in this case, Muslim, if everybody on it is the same, then they're not different. So by definition, it's um, it's not diverse, <laughs> except they have a new definition where diverse just means non-white. Okay, so if you have 10 black people or 10 Asian people or 10 whatever, as long as they're not white, that is considered being diverse in this modern culture. But newsflash, the word diversity doesn't mean doesn't happen to be white. The word diversity means a bunch of things are different. Okay, a crayon box is diverse. If you have a box full of all black crayons, that's not diversity. It's the same, you know, when the Black Panther movie came out, it was an all black cast. Oh my gosh, the diversity of this cast. It was really the least diverse cast in all of the Marvel movies that have ever came out. But all the headlines were talking about how it was the most diverse movie cast ever for like a superhero movie. So anyway, that's the ridiculousness that we're that we're facing nowadays is the, these changing definitions of words and you constantly have to look at, you know, what's the new definition to try to keep up. Word about vaccine. When they had this COVID vaccine came out, and I'm not saying the vaccine was bad if you got it. You know, I didn't get it. I don't trust it. But if you got it, you know, but I hope it worked out for you. But when the vaccine came out, they changed the definition of vaccines in the dictionaries. If you don't have a, a physical dictionary, if you're going with the online dictionaries, Merriam-Webster changed their definition. It used to say that a vaccine gave you immunity, right? You used, it used to say you would get immunity from something. Nowadays, the, the word uh, vaccine means that it's, it gives you resistance, okay? In, instead of saying that a vaccine gives you immunity to something, it now says it gives you resistance against it. Why? Because their new vaccines are crap. They're not like the old vaccines that were actually, you know, they weren't politicized. They were actually, you know, now, even now I'm kind of going back and being like, well, maybe they weren't always a great idea. But I don't think any of them were as, you know, just rushed and politicized and tried to forced on you like this COVID one was. Um, 
So the, the here that's the first commandment. Words matter. Okay, when they say democracy, <laughs> when they say democracy is under attack, what they mean is that liberal rule is under attack. Okay, they we, they don't have any concept of what the word democracy even means. It's just a slogan to them. When they say fascism, that's just something that they anytime the right wants to do something, they call it fascist. All right, they have no idea what the word fascist even means. Um, words matter, guys. Let's stick to actual definitions. Commandment number two today. Ignore labels. The media uses labels to try to control you. And this really goes with number one about how words matter and we don't accept their words. Ignore labels. When they stick a label on you, ignore it. To use the vaccine as an example again. Um, they they started calling you an anti-vaxxer. If you just if you you could accept ninety nine percent of vaccines, but if you reject one vaccine, you are now an anti vaxxer. Historically, that phrase was just always used, uh, really, as a pejorative to demonize people who were against any vaccines, who were against vaccines as a general rule. You were called an anti vaxxer. Well, that was changed with this new COVID vaccine. That if you didn't accept the, just the COVID vaccine, you could accept all the other vaccines in history in the history of the world. But if you didn't accept the COVID vaccine, they expanded the definition to of, of anti-vaxxer to include you. That now you're an anti-vaxxer. They expanded it beyond that to where not just if you're against that vaccine, if you are against vaccine mandates, if you're just against the idea that the government should be allowed to force us to get whatever vaccine that they want to, if you're against that idea, now you're an anti-vaxxer. 50% of the country is now an anti-vaxxer. It used to be like 1% of the country. Now it's 50% of the country, at least, is an anti-vaxxer. Because even if you, hey, you could, you can get the COVID vaccine. You can get every vaccine that's ever been put out. You can encourage other people to get that, that and every vaccine that's ever been put out. But if you are against government mandates, congratulations, you're an anti-vaxxer. Because they expanded the definition, <laughs> to, they, that's the, just just so they could label more people an anti-vaxer for political reasons. Because it was a pejorative in the past, and they wanted to be able to slap it on more people. So now they have. Now they changed the definition so they can apply it to a lot of people. Basically, anybody on the right, anybody who's against the mandates that the government would try to do, you're an anti-vaxer. Ignore their labels. It's just a way of trying to seize power. It's just a way to try to gain political control and influence people and deceive people. Ignore their labels. When they call somebody a bigot, when they call somebody a phobic, okay, some kind of phobic. That's why my Twitter now, my bio says all of the phobics. That's what I identify myself. I am all of the phobics, all right? <laughs> because I don't care what they call me. It doesn't slow me down a bit. It's like, okay, and, you know, call me transphobic. I don't care. Here's what I do when someone calls me some kind of phobic. If someone says, oh, you're just saying that because you're transphobic or homophobic. I say, well, how do you define homophobic? That's their word. That's their stupid word. I'll let them define it however they want. It's not, I don't, it's not, it's not a definition I actually care about, like the ones that are in the dictionary. If they want to come up with some stupid label like transphobic or mansplaining, all these stupid things that they try to, la to label on people, you're a mansplainer, you know. If that's what they want to do, I'd say, okay, how do you define that? Well, if you, you don't think that homosexual relationships are okay. I'm like, all right, under your definition, is God homophobic? Is God transphobic? 
Well, if if the God of the Bible, that's who I follow. If they if they want to call the God of the Bible homophobic, okay, I'll be. I want to be on Team God though. <laughs> if you don't want to be on Team God, you can take it up with him. I want to choose Team God. Um, ignore their labels. Their labels don't mean anything, guys. It, it's a way for them to seize power and seize influence. You know when the, when they try to re redefine or relabel what it means to be pro life. You know, pro life means you're against abortion. But they come in and they're like, well, you're not really pro-life unless you're a socialist like me, unless you believe in all these entitlement programs. You know, if you don't if you don't agree with all that stuff, you're just pro-birth. You're not really pro-life. Just ignore that crap. They, I'm pro-life. They don't get to redefine it because that, that actually has a meaning. It means you're against abortion. They want to expand it to include all this other stuff because it's a way for them to try to seize power and control. Ignore it. They have no power over you. Number three, the fact checkers are liars. This is commandment number three of the 10 commandments of fake news. The fact checkers are liars, okay? I talked about this a bunch in episode four, if you want to go all the way back to the beginning of the podcast. Back when they said, you know, we, what I did was I did a retrospective on the debates because we were a year away, like a year out from the presidential debates of 2020. I was doing a retrospective talking about what happened with those debates, kind of just a historical analysis since we were a whole year after them. And I looked at what the fact checkers were saying after the, the debates. You know, one of the things that Trump claimed in the, the presidential debate of 2020, one of them was that uh, he said the vaccine is going to be announced in just a few weeks. He was saying it'll be by the end of the year. By the end of 2020, they're going to announce a vaccine. He said this in like October of 2020. He says just a few weeks away by the end of the year. Oh man, the fact checkers went nuts. They were telling, they were saying Trump was lying. There's no way they'd have a COVID vaccine ready, even announced. They said, there's no way it's going to be by the end of the year. It's going to be next summer at the earliest. Called him a liar. They were the liars. <laughs> Here's the thing. They, he, Donald Trump was making a claim about the future. Okay. In October, 2020, whenever he said that, that was a claim about a future event. That's not something that can be fact-checked, guys. You can't be a CNN fact-checker and time travel to the future and know when a COVID vaccine is going to be announced. But I guess that's what the CNN guys thought they were. They thought they were Marty McFly, and they thought they had this all figured out. And so, actually, I think it was MSNBC that I talked about on that podcast. They did a, a fact-check on it and said Donald Trump was lying. There was no way there'd be a COVID vaccine available that early. No way it would be announced by the end of the year. They said he was just trying to win the election with lies, Turned out they were wrong. There, it was announced. It, it, it was after the election, but it was in November, just about a month after Trump said that. They were announcing that they had the COVID vaccine. It was done, and they had started injecting it into people by the end of the year. As I said before, I'm not personally a big fan of that vaccine. I don't really trust it. After all this time, I feel pretty good about that decision that I did not ever trust getting that injected into my arm. But, um. At the, but I'm, again, we were doing a retrospective. They were saying it was going to be next summer, as in 2020, uh, 2021, summer 2021, before a vaccine could be available. Not true. Not true at all. It was it was out by the end of 2020. So fact checkers are liars. They said Trump was lying about the future when there's no way to even fact check somebody on that. When these fact checkers come out and they want and we cover this a lot on this show. They come out and they run their fact checks and it's just more manipulation, more media lies. 
Their fact checks are baloney. Anytime I see it, I don't think they even really use it anymore because I think everyone's caught on that it's really just a meaningless, <laughs> you know, maybe 10 years ago, you'd watch a presidential speech, you'd watch a debate, and then you'd hop online the next day and read the fact checks. Everyone knows by now they don't mean anything. Fact checkers are liars. Okay, so the, the commandment so far, words matter, ignore labels, fact checkers are liars. Number four, experts are idiots. This is a retrospective, so I know it means we look back. I'm looking all the way back to the episode I, I released a few days ago where <laughs> we covered this. I think it was last time, so maybe just Wednesday's episode. But this this uh, anti-transgender activist, her name's Riley Gaines. She's a swimmer. Uh, she doesn't believe men should be allowed to compete against female swimmers. And, uh, and so she was speaking at a college, and a professor gets up, and the professor... She she and the professor is telling her she's wrong about all this anti-transgender stuff. And and so she says, um, I guess this professor was an anthropologist. OK, the study of man. And she asked him, could you tell the difference in the skeleton of a man or a woman? Like if you dug up a skeleton, could you look at it and determine whether it was a man or a woman? And he says, oh, no, I couldn't because there's no difference in the sexes. <laughs> Everybody in the room starts laughing at him. I'm just going to play that again for you. I kind of forget, but I actually have a question for you. You being an anthropologist, which anthropology is the study of human civilization, human, so if you were to dig up a human, two humans, in a hundred years from now, both man and woman, could you tell the difference? Strictly off of bones. So as as we said, he, what he says right there is, why are you all laughing at me? I'm the expert. I have the PhD. You know, he's like, why are you laughing at me when I'm the expert? Guys, the experts are idiots. All right. If you haven't figured that out by now, when someone says they don't know the difference in a man or a woman, when or you re, watch Matt Walsh's documentary, when they don't know the, def, the definition of a woman, when they can't tell you what a woman is, even if there's some gender studies professor but they can't tell you even even what a woman is, okay? Whenever, it, the experts are idiots. Look at what the experts said about the 2016 election. 99% of them were wrong. Look at what they said about COVID-19. All right, look at all the lies that they told about that. They come out one day and say one thing, they come out the next day and say the opposite. And for some reason, half the population or, or more just ate up whatever the latest news was when these experts clearly had no idea what they were talking about. The experts said defund the police. The experts said, you know, two years ago, they were saying there's no, there's no economic recession. There's no inflation. Uh, a, a year ago, they were saying Russia was going to just roll into Ukraine. It'd be conquered within days. It'll be conquered within weeks. It'll be conquered within months. Here we are in 2023. They say Russia still won't have won by the end of this year if they ever do win. The experts have no idea what they're talking about. Experts are idiots. Commandment number five. This one's a little bit longer than the others. The others were like two words, okay? Words matter, ignore labels, fact checkers are liars, experts are idiots. Commandment number five, they lie just as much by what they don't tell you as they do by what they do tell you. <laughs> if that was a little bit wordy, I couldn't think of how to condense it. Sorry. I'll say it again, though. 
They lie just as much by what they don't tell you as they do by what they do tell you. Some of the most dishonest things that the media does is regarding the information that they never report. Okay, the stuff that you never hear about. So one thing we're at the mercy of with the media is that we just don't know something's going on unless they tell us. Now, the Internet's made that a little bit better to where now anybody can be a citizen journalist and report something, even if the media is trying to ignore it. So that's a great thing about the Internet. But one of the biggest deceptions of the media is just they don't the things they don't tell you about, the things they never report on. Okay, if you were to just read what the media says, it would sound like black people are just getting run down and shot and murdered and and lynched and all this stuff by white people all the time. They'd be saying that it just happens constantly. There's there's this constant attempted genocide of the black population by white people. And yet, if you actually look at the statistics when it comes to interracial crime, the highest percentage of interracial crime is black-on-white violence. I have a chart here. In 2018, there were over 500,000 incidents of black-on-white violence. That means a black person assaulting a white person. Over 500,000 cases of that in the United States. In that same year, you look at white-on-black violence, it was a little bit less than 60,000, okay? Black-on-white was almost 550,000. White-on-black, a little bit under 60,000. The black-on-white rate was almost 10 times higher in America for that year than the white-on-black crime rate was. But the media doesn't tell you about all those other cases. All they do is shine a spotlight on the incidence of white-on-black crime. So they only ever report on one type of crime that would cause the population to think, oh my goodness, there must be this racism all throughout the country, systemic racism. Man, black people have it so rough. They're just constantly getting attacked by white people. That's what the media tries to make you think because they only focus on one type of crime. They ignore white on Hispanic. They ignore Hispanic on white. They ignore Hispanic on black. They ignore black on Hispanic. All of those cases pale in comparison to the black-on-white crime rate, all right? Am I saying I'm just scared of black people that they're going to attack me? No, because (laughs) I think the vast majority of black people in this country are perfectly safe to be around. I don't get scared when I see a black person whatsoever, okay? But if we were to take an honest look at the data, a white person is much more likely to be a victim of interracial crime by a black person than a black person is from a white person. Actually, whites are much more likely to attack a Hispanic person if we were to look at the data. But you don't really hear that in the in the news media. You don't you don't really hear that because they only focus on one type of interracial crime. And even when you do have like crime between two people and what and they happen to be different races, that doesn't mean race was even a factor in the in the crime, but that's what the media tries to make you think. You see they lie just as much by what they don't tell you as they do by what they do tell you. In fact, um, to use an example from from the, from just this week, you've heard the story about the the teenager in Missouri who was shot because he went to the wrong house to pick some his, his like siblings up, and then there was a, a man who I guess thought this it was a black teenager thought he was coming for some other reason, some dangerous reason I guess, shot him through the door. Okay, so th- this was a tragedy. Have no idea if it was racially motivated. You know, but of course the media is going to pretend it is because it was a white man shooting a black guy. 
um, over a misunderstanding, essentially. So it's been in the news all week long, uh, talking about the racial... I mean, the president invited this this young black man to the White House. He survived, but he's been invited to the White House because, you know, this is... <laughs> he wants to really shine up a spotlight on this supposed interracial violence, all right? But um, let me tell you some other stories that just, again, from just this week, okay? Two cheerleaders were shot in Texas for going to the wrong car. A woman in New York was shot uh, or was killed after going to the wrong driveway. A little girl and her parents were shot in North Carolina after their ball rolled into the wrong driveway. And a teen boy in Missouri was shot for going to the wrong house. Now, the only one that you heard about was that last one because he was black and the shooter was white. You didn't hear about the little girl and her parents who were shot where they were all white and the shooter was black. You didn't hear about that story. You heard about the one that pushes the racial narrative that the media likes. And you heard about the one that the president invited the kid to the White House because it pushed a racial narrative that the left likes, which the left and the media are the same thing. So they push the same stories. And yeah, what happened up in Kansas City was a terrible thing. Not sure if race played an element in it or not, but it was a terrible thing. But they're lying to you because they only talk about this one thing and they don't talk about all the other things because they're trying to push an agenda and deceive you. They lie just as much by what they don't tell you as they do with what they do tell you. And that's commandment number five. All right, let's get back into it. Number six, go beyond the headline, okay? Go beyond the headline. That means don't just assume you understand the whole story just from the headline. If you have a chance, keep reading. Make sure you do understand it all because the media relies on you being lazy and only reading the headlines. I mean, no judgment on that. There's lots of times where I'm busy. I don't really want to take time to read the whole story. I just like to skim the headlines sometimes myself. Okay, I, you know, I... I Twitter says, are you sure you want to retweet this? Do you want to read the article first? Sometimes I don't. Sometimes I just retweet it. I admit that I'll be lazy sometimes. I think we all are. All right. But here's what, here's the caution I would put with that. Don't assume you know the whole story if you haven't read beyond the headline. Okay. Don't assume you know it. Some of it, sometimes people are just dumb and we only read the headline and we believe the headline. That is being dumb. I do it myself. But I'm saying don't repeat the story unless you do actually take time to figure out the whole context, the whole situation, because otherwise we are just being dumb. We're just being willingly dumb, okay? So, mean no judgment on that, but let's let's try to be, <laughs> before we repeat something, try to go beyond the headline. If you remember from episode uh, nine of this podcast, we read this story in the Victorian Herald Sun. Here was the headline. This was back during the pandemic time. It said, child loss to COVID-19. That was the literal headline. Four words. Child lost to COVID-19. Okay? That's all it said. So you would think from reading that headline that it had something to do with a child who died because of COVID. That is the idea you would probably pull from that headline. <laughs> and yet, as you read the story, come to find out the child just had COVID in his system. He didn't die from COVID-19. Then the article talks about a 15-year-old who died with COVID-19. He had it in his system. They even reported it back then 
that he died of COVID-19, but then it later turned out it had nothing to do with his death. Wasn't even the reason. And they don't get to that until the sixth paragraph. Listen, they just rely on you only reading the headline. They were trying to freak people out. This was down in Australia. They wanted to freak people out. Oh my gosh, the kids are dying too. Some kids did die because of coronavirus. It was extremely rare. It did happen, but it was extremely rare. But kind of like what we talked about in the previous commandment, some of these things, it's just because the media only focuses on certain types of stories. They make a big deal about every single child who dies from COVID-19. And yes, that is a tragedy when a child dies. It's a tragedy when anybody dies from a sickness. But they wanted to freak people out and inject fear in the population and make it sound like all the kids were going to die. And that's why they you know, don't reopen schools, keep the kids at home. They wanted to they wanted to just scare people into following the liberal policies on education and and the medical care and all that stuff and they were trying to freak people out. So the media made a big deal about every child who died. And again, it's sad when a child dies. It'd be it'd be a horrible thing. But they only made it front page news cuz they were trying to manipulate people with fear. Okay? The reality is it's extremely rare and we shouldn't live in fear of children dying with COVID-19, which is very clear from the data as we look at it in retrospect on this retrospective edition of fake news. But also a lot of us knew it at the time. A lot of us knew it basically from the beginning of the pandemic, that it was really older people that were at the extreme risk. Okay, so just don't trust that you can understand what the story is really about if you only read the headline. So notice the headline is literally contradicted by the information within the article. Sometimes the person who typed the headline had nothing to do with the creation of the story. It was just somebody who was laying out the page and they skimmed the story and thought they got the gist of it and typed a headline in and they were actually way off. That that happened a lot back when I worked in newspaper. Okay, the, per, the page designer wrote the headlines and the page designer was often not really fluent in the details of the case. So sometimes you'd have headlines that were nothing like what the story was really about. That happens. So we'll go beyond the headline. Don't be dumb. I'm dumb sometimes. Don't be like me. Commandment number seven, nothing is racist. Now, you might be confused to hear me say that because as we do every time on this show, everything is racist. Well, everything is being called racist. That's because nothing is racist. Now, I mean, yes, there there is some cases of racial incidents that happen in the United States. Once in a great while, a story of real racism does occur. But almost any hate crime that you hear about ends up being a hoax. When something does happen to, you know, a black person, such as George Floyd, okay, then the media pretends that it's racist because they want to stir up division and racial hatred. They want a race war. But you look at a thing like George Floyd and, you know, maybe his death was um, because of that cop or maybe it wasn't. That's a controversial issue. But regardless of whether it was the police officer's fault or not, never was a racial motive revealed to be behind anything that had to do with the circumstances of George Floyd's death. There was never a racial motive uncovered. In court, wasn't even alleged from what I remember. They never even accused him of that in court. It was incompetence. Incompetence at best. 
murder. I think they did charge him with first degree murder. Maybe it was murder at worst. But we were never given any reason to think that race was a motivating factor. And yet, in the news media coverage, all you ever heard, heard about was the race thing. Listen, once in a while, there is a racial incident. Especially when it comes to white on black crime, as we said. Once in a while, it happens. Once in a while, it is racially motivated. But the vast majority of the time, it's not. Or it does go in the other direction. But I'm going to say, just don't assume there ever is really a real racial angle. Nothing is racist. That's number seven. It's actually kind of a dumb one because as time goes on, we actually are seeing more and more racism being bred in this country. But again, this is a, that is a media creation. Our country had done a great job getting past a lot of that. And now the media, for political reasons, to help the Democrats, they want to restart race riots, race wars, and racial tension in this country. Because that racial tension helps the Democrats. If racial tension went away overnight in this country... Democrats would be devastated because that's what all of their influence and power is built on, is stirring up conflict between the races. They want racial tension. The NAACP, if, if racial tension went away, they, the NAACP would be irrelevant. So they have no choice. Okay? Uh, Al Sharpton has no choice. They have to try to keep the racism going. So I, it is, it's a little bit tongue-in-cheek when I say nothing is racist. That's really because, because of the song we play. Everything is racist. Here's, what, here's maybe a better way to say it. The racism that we see today is manufactured and the villains are the media and the Democrats, but that's kind of redundant. Number eight, Republicans are always the bad guys. This is another commandment. To, you must remember this as you consume the news. Remember that behind every story is this angle. Republicans are the bad guys, okay? Nancy Pelosi's husband is attacked. Well, obviously it's Republicans' fault, right? It's, and if you ask too many questions about it, if you want to know too many details... If you want the proof that this is Republicans' fault, well, you're just a terrible person for even wanting to know. Why don't you give them some privacy at this, you know, difficult time in the in the Pelosi family life, all right? Because Republicans are the bad guys, and that's all you need to know. A hurricane hits Florida? Well, that's Ron DeSantis' fault. Or it's Trump's fault. You know, whoever's the—if pre the, Trump's president, the hurricanes are his fault. If he's not president anymore, well, we can't blame Biden, so it's the governor's fault. But only the Republican governors. The hurricanes are all because of Ron DeSantis, or they're because the Republicans didn't pass enough climate change legislation. And, you know, we never had hurricanes until climate change legislation was around. And now that they vote no on climate change legislation too much, now it's all their fault when a hurricane does happen. Now, listen, are Republicans actually the villains sometimes? Yeah, <laughs> they do a lot of things that make me mad. But you can never be sure based on the media because regardless of whether they actually are the villains of the story, the media is always going to make them the villains of the story. Regardless of how um, credible or coherent that is, they will always try to make it so that Republicans are the bad guys. When Republicans do something bad, the headline is that Republicans did something bad. When a Democrat does something bad, the headline is, Republicans are pouncing on the mistake that the Democrat made. It's always the Republicans doing something. They're just, they're always, they're always evil. They always have bad intentions. Republicans are always the bad guys. You might notice whenever I open this show that I refer to myself as an austere religious scholar. And I don't think I've ever explained that before. But if you know, you know, all right? Austere religious scholar. That's a quote. It comes from a headline in, I believe it was the Washington Post, 
And they ran this headline whenever Donald Trump was president and he authorized an attack to kill a terrorist in Iran. It was one of the most, uh, now I can't remember his name, was it Abu al-Baghdadi? I hope I'm not getting my terrorists mixed up. Actually, I don't really care. But what he killed a terrorist. This was in early 2020. Maybe it was late 2019, but he killed a terrorist, a literal terrorist, someone who was responsible for the deaths of many Americans, okay? And Trump authorized a strike to kill this guy in Iran. Um, or it might have, he was an Iranian citizen. I think he may have been in another country and that's where they got him. But anyway, Trump authorized the strike. He killed a terrorist. Washington Post didn't like that President Trump was getting this positive attention for killing a terrorist. So they ran an obituary on the terrorist. All right. They they didn't, they wanted to make it sound a little sad. So they said that Trump used a drone to end the life of a quote, austere religious scholar (laughs) instead of calling him a terrorist they refer to him as an austere religious scholar (laughs) because they wanted to make it look like trump killed some professor (laughs) living on his own out in the middle east when it was literally a terrorist who had killed americans that is how extreme the media goes to make republicans the bad guy If it's a Republican versus a terrorist, the Republican is still the bad guy. Number nine, commandment number nine, always wait for more information. Why? Because you will always look smarter whenever you say, let's wait for more details to come out. All right. Anytime a big event happens, wait for the details to come out. Don't jump to a conclusion. This is what the media always does, and they constantly make themselves look stupid when a shooting happens, okay? Like, you know, there's a shooting at a gay nightclub a few years ago, and they immediately jump into, oh, this is some right-winger. Turns out later it was some some Muslim guy, all right? And this is where the story disappears. Anytime, you know, places shut up, oh my gosh, there was this racial, you know, they try to make it about race, they try to make it about something that helps them politically. And when that falls apart, then they usually go back to the guns thing. Oh, well, we need more gun control. That's what, you know, we need more liberal policies. That's what it always comes down to. Don't play their game and jump to a conclusion. Always wait for more information. And you're always going to look smarter whenever you do that. And let them look dumb if they want to make themselves look dumb. That's commandment number nine. Let me run through all 10 of them again before we get to to the 10th one. Number one, words matter. Number two, Ignore labels. Number three, fact checkers are liars. Number four, experts are idiots. Number five, they lie just as much by what they don't tell you as they do by what they do tell you. Number six, go beyond the headline. Number seven, nothing is racist. Number eight, Republicans are always the bad guys. Number nine, always wait for more information. And here's number 10. Anytime they say mostly peaceful, they're lying. And if you've ever listened to this podcast before, you know it. Anytime they say mostly peaceful, they're covering something up. They're lying. They know it. And we know it. And that's the Ten Commandments of Fake News.
Before I close down later, I'll go ahead and mention this here. If you want to get in touch with me at Fake News, a fiery but mostly peaceful podcast, you can send an email to fierybutpeaceful at gmail.com. And if you see some fake news, go ahead and send it to me. and We'll talk about it here on the show, and I'll give you credit for it even. And if you want to stay in touch throughout the week, you can find me on Twitter at Fake News Luke. At Fake News Luke. When I started the podcast, it was at Fake News Weekly. But I kind of got to a place in life where I couldn't keep up with the show weekly. I'm going to start trying to do that again. What I'm going to start trying to do is just focus on fewer topics. Okay. And I'm going to have to, I'm just going to miss things. There's going to have to be things I don't get a chance to comment on. But I'm going to have to just, now, hey, I've had like three or four episodes here in a week's time. So I, I really got back into it. But going forward, I'll try to stay on this weekly. I'll just try to pump out an episode Thursday night, post it Friday. It's just going to be a shorter episode going forward because I don't have time for these hour and a half things anymore. Um, But also, as I mentioned before, I have another Bible study or another podcast. It's a Bible study podcast. Um, So if you'd like to check that one out, again, it's called Cross References. And as I said, I put a little bit more time into that one. So if you just like the sound of my voice, but you're like, man, I wish he he put a little bit more work into this. Well, you just need to come over to Cross References where it's a little bit more polished and I consider it my main podcast. I try to put out episodes for it on Mondays. So go check out Cross References wherever you find this podcast. You can also find it. You can also find it in other places too. Let's pause here for a moment for a message from our president. want the record to show I don't know what questions I didn't answer. 50 episodes, people. We've had 50 episodes of that. And uh, if he can survive it, we'll have 50 more. And you know what? I had I had some more stuff I'd kind of like to go into, but I'm going to just save it for a future podcast because I'm going to stop doing these like hour-long episodes. I really am. It's, it's time to just get into a more easier-to-manage routine. And so, um, hey, I just want to thank everybody for sticking around for 50 episodes. Or yeah, I know most of you haven't been here that long. But um, for those of you who've joined in along the way, uh, I'm just thankful that, uh, that you're here, that you, that you care about watching the media and making sure that it's honest. Uh, a couple highlights from the past 50 episodes. I still always say I think my best couple of episodes I ever did were a retrospective on Pride Month, which I put out last June. So those episodes are almost a year old if you really just would like to know some more about the history of how we got to a point in this country where we have the media and so many people believing that men can become women and women can become men, the most ludicrous thing um, that you could ever think of, go back and watch or listen, I guess, go back and listen to those episodes. Um, Those were, I think the highlight of the past, well, 50 episodes ever since we started the show, a couple other great ones that in my opinion, that like just really valuable information Gaslighting 101, How Wokeness is Ruining Hollywood. That was episode 35. Not that you could find episode 35 at this point, but episode 35, if you want to go back, I did a a, a discussion with one of my friends. We talked about how wokeness is destroying um, Hollywood. And uh, and that's a topic I want to get back into again soon here on the show. Um, so anyway, if you're looking for some, some highlights, some stuff to look at, that's where I'd probably send you. And uh, one more thing, I did an interview with uh, another show called the Alaskan out or sorry it's called the chaotic navigator it's hosted by someone who's known as the Alaskan outlaw um, Murphy Gans he, he invited me on his show 
we had a discussion about fake news. It lasted about 45 minutes. So if you are, if you'd like to find that interview, uh, I encourage you to go do that. It, it's called um, the Chaotic Navigator, and go look at the last episode that they put out at the end of 2022. That last week of December, they put an episode out there, and it's got that that interview with me, and yours truly. I really appreciate them inviting me on the show. And so that was that was a really fun experience. Please go check that out. And also, thanks for being here for Fake News, a fiery but mostly peaceful podcast. This has been Luke Taylor reminding you that if you hear about a mostly peaceful anything, that's just fake news. Okay.